Good morning. Welcome to our home retreat on the first weekend of Lent. I've given it the title, Your Heart is Greater Than Your Wounds. And the subtext, a time and a season for pointing the finger, question mark, or silently fingering a word in the sand. So welcome to our journey through Lent, which began a few hours ago on Ash Wednesday. A journey, a pilgrimage of 40 days. Or is it a lifetime? Three little quotations to season the moment. First from T.S. Eliot. We shall not cease from exploration, and at the end of all our exploring, we will arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Pilgrimage is often a search for answers to serious questions in a person's life. It may be a quest for healing or spiritual guidance. Pilgrims cross a threshold and enter a new dimension, a liminal, perhaps dangerous place. I read a short article on BBC News Channel last Thursday entitled The Chilly Train, Scotland's Polar Express. It describes a passenger experience on the West Highland Line between Glasgow and Oban, a three-hour journey where often in winter, especially in Scotland, where the temperature inside the train is colder than that outside. Scotrail explain their problem, is that the heating in the coaches relies on the heat of the diesel engine and in cold weather the engine retains most of the heat to remain efficient. So the passengers sit for up to three hours huddled in overcoats, scarves, gloves and woolly hats. It forms a wonderful image for our Lent. Forty days to search for answers to serious personal spiritual questions. For each of us, a season to emerge, to come out from our own emptiness, dark and rather stale, safe, perhaps his greatest danger. Our engine room in our faith where we seem to consume every last drop of fuel we call grace in ensuring traction on our own spiritual journey towards the kingdom. And with precious little left to warm the hearts, souls and lives of all those who as passengers, fellow pilgrims, rely on us for inspiration, guidance and reassurance. Through the heat, the passion, the energy of our prayers and good works for them. That together we will reach our destination. And the essence of our Lenten journey is offered to us in the first reading at Mass from last Thursday. Our first day of action after the ashing of Wednesday. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. 
Moses speaks on God's behalf. I set before you life or death, blessing or curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live in the love of the Lord your God, obeying his voice, clinging to him. For in this your life consists. No mention of Lenten resolutions or Easter duties, fasts nor abstinence, just living simply. Live in the love of the Lord your God, your God, obeying, listening to his voice, clinging to him. Four phrases, love. My Lord, my God, listening, clinging. I was hoping to share with you this morning um, the story of the woman caught in adultery, hence the subtitle as we began. A time and a season for pointing the finger or silently fingering a word in the sand. And when I began to prepare on Thursday, my thoughts were distracted, drifted, you might say, on the tide and into the Lectio Divina with the word clinging. You may know of my love of the sea and the beach prayer walks I love to lead, where on pilgrimage we get close to the sea in all its moods and weave Jesus the fisherman to our discipleship as his crew, a motley crew of misfits like the first disciples. And their choice, their decision, their Lent. Master, where do you live? His answer then and now, as we begin this Lent, a Lent like no other, was, is, come and see. Choose life. And on the word clinging, I thought of the limpet. You discover them at low tide moments when we choose to wander somewhat aimlessly in among the rocks and explore. Rock pools, seaweed, flotsam and jetsam, listening to the waves and the seabirds, smelling the sea. Am I talking about the seashore or our first steps off the shore, the beach of ordinary time, which finished on Shore Tuesday, still some weeks away from the high tide of our Easter day? And now the liminal space twixt our ordinary life of faith and our sharing in the resurrection. Forty days to wander and explore and discover, refine parts of your real self, your lost weeks, months and years, washed away by a crisis or infidelity. A poor choice. When we tried to go it alone, donning a mask of pretense of self-sufficiency, independence. The prodigal son or daughter who wanted out for good reasons, was offered our share of the inheritance, the pearl of great price. 
Let go in love by those who did and will always love us most. And we left for a distant country, relationally, spiritually. Choose life. And we thought we had. And as I share with you the story of the limpet, I wonder if you might recognise someone you know very well in your relationship with your rock, Jesus himself, and your fellow limpets. A herbivorous marine snail, it's called, and you now a beloved child of God. They, we, live in an intertidal zone, well adapted to amphibious life, in Christ and in the world. A thick, conical shell, an external mask, a hardness of self-protection and, sadly, deception. And a strong, muscular foot, has the limpet, our feet in servant discipleship, grounded in faith, generous in self-sacrificial love. Combined to make it formidably defensive against predators in and out of the water. Those who would seek to injure us in family, parish or in outside life. Their shell and ours shaped in such a way it is difficult to grasp and thick enough to be difficult to break. We might call it hardness of heart, toughened by setbacks, trials, testings, which have toughened our surface and our resistance to others, seeking to be loved by us or to love us. The shell also perfectly covers the entire soft part of the body, for us the heart, and forms a tight bond to its home rocks that it is very difficult to prise off. A wonderful image of your home rocks, to which, to whom you are tightly bonded. It, you, are shell-shaped to give it a low profile, protecting it from the crashing waves and the strong coastal currents. What and whom has crashed into your life this last week? And to whose currents of behaviour and relationship are you affected by at the moment? It, you would be unable to survive if it could not remain in its preferred habitat. And where, pray, is your preferred habitat, your go-to place, when life gets difficult, impossible? Can you call it home, or a place to journey to as a pilgrim? For me, it's Berwick Pier. Furthermore, during low tides, our low tide moments, the tight seal it creates with its rock prevents it from drying out in the sun 
our seal with our rock, Christ, prevents us from drying out in the heat of the day and its needs, temptations, crises. Grace lubricates as we cling on. They, we, move around during the first few years of life, then settle in one home for the remainder of their life. Your lifelong commitment to family, parish, friendships, for better or for worse, until death sees us together everlastingly in the joy of our ultimate Easter garden in heaven. They, we, return home from feeding to the same spot in their rock. Notice, not a misprint, notice in, not on, our rock. So much more depth, traction, intimacy. The same spot in their rock that's been worn down by abrasion from their bodies. The abrasion in our families, me in my community, as we rub up against each other daily, 42 times daily, as our unique shape and angularity comes up against those of our loved ones. An abrasion occurs daily, twice daily, tidily, and each time, each upset, each crisis, each fallout, brings gradual reshaping externally, internally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, sexually and spiritually. Returning home from feeding to the same spot in their rock. We began with T.S. Eliot. We shall not cease from exploration and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. We find ourselves. We find our real selves. Surely the essence of our Lenten journey. We find ourselves in the story of the prodigal son and daughter we began with. The end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Not Oban Station or Berwick Pier, but the homecoming moment where you and I, after all our exploring, appropriate or shameful, life-giving or destructive, saintly or sinful, expecting to receive the dressing down of a lifetime from our rock himself, receive in the same spot in our rock that's been worn down by the abrasions of our lifetime so far, we receive the hug of a lifetime, a pair of sandals and the best robe, lost and found, called and sung, Amazing Grace. And all because 72 hours into Lent 2024, you chose to choose life. <laughs>
as you chose to join us here this very morning as a fellow limpet of mine and our community of limpets here. A time, a moment, a season and a full tide to cling on, to return home and settle now into the one home for the remainder of your eternal life. In Sebastian Barry's story of Willie and Shep, where Shep, having killed a sheep, would have properly to be killed himself, come down into the farmyard to meet Willie's father so the killing could take place. And there is a wonderful liturgy of limpets meeting the rock. And in Barry's story, the crime is never spoken of again and the dog lived until he died. The mercy of the fathers when love is betrayed by an emergency and we see at last that we are loved, needed and not to be lived without and greatly. No wonder one of our Lent prefaces calls Lent and now this particular Lent for us, a joyful season. Do please enjoy it and enjoy being the real you. Uploaded for you on our website, for you to season into this retreat day and your Lent, is a little collection the first, a poem, Trasna, by Sister Rafael Considine. This is Trasna, the crossing place, choose. This is Trasna, the crossing place, come. Secondly, a painting of the woman caught in adultery by Peter Bruegel the Elder. The text, John 8, 1 to 11. And a meditation, a self-examination on that text and that gospel, I compiled on it for myself some years ago. A painting of the return of the prodigal by Seeger Coda called Home. And a copy of my Listening to the Invitations of Lent sheet, a daily thought from Ash Wednesday to the end of Easter week. And today, today's contribution says, our wounds are deeper than we think. And the full text of all I've shared with you this morning. I hope they will prove to be food for the journey as you and I return to our preferred habitat. So thank you for being with us this morning. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.